Good morning, good morning. How's everyone? Good. Good to see you all. Glad to be here again. Amen. To be in the church with family, right? That's an awesome time. You know, today is an awesome day. Every day is an awesome day, but especially today. We're excited about it. Some good things are going to be spoken about today, and praise the Lord. But before we get going, just want to let you know that you can connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 352 Four four one three zero one six, and those that are watching online, you can text the word online to the number that's on your screen. And of course, our guests, thank you so much for being a guest with us today. So if this is your first time joining us today as a guest, we appreciate you choosing to join us here at Lake Haven Church. Do not forget to pick up your free mug from the information booth on your way out, and you can text the word guests to that same number, 352 3016. And those that are actually sitting here and you do not care to text at all, fill out that connection card in the chair back in front of you. Amen. So, hey, let's get this, this Holy Ghost party started. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you're able to stand, go ahead and stand. We're going to go ahead and praise the Lord together. And those that are watching online, you can join us in the spirit. Amen. is the flow that makes me white as snow no other found i know i am washed i am washed i am drenched in the blood of the lamb i'm not a slave to what once held me down how beautiful that cleansing flood i am washed i am washed i am drenched in love oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow I am washed, I am washed, I am drenched in love. Oh, 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 oh,
you father thank you jesus thank you lord thank you father we just lift our hearts father we lift our hands right now we worship you this morning father thank you jesus thank you jesus he's such a good father he's such a good god
worship you this morning, Lord. Thank you. We just set aside every weight that so easily besets us, Lord. All the cares of this life, they just don't matter when we're in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Feel your presence with us, Lord. Right now, Lord, we will open up our hearts to just hear. And just hear what you have to say to us, Father. Speak to us. Speak through us. We love you.
God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life. And as you see a hundred billion galaxies are born in the vapor of your breath, the planet. So I, I can see your heart in everything you made. Every burning star, a signal fire operates. If creation sings your praises, so
Jesus, we lift up our hearts to you right now, Father. We lay down all of our pride, anything that may get in the way. We surrender it all.
Cause you made this sinner holy and holy. Holy. Cause your glory is so beautiful. Fall down on my knees and all And the heartbeat of my life Is to worship in your light Cause your glory is so beautiful Cause your glory is so beautiful Yeah. 
We sing glory, glory, hallelujah, Jesus, you are good. Just sing that to him. Glory, glory, hallelujah, Jesus, you are you good. Are good. Glory, glory, hallelujah, Jesus, you are good. Glory, glory, hallelujah, Jesus, you are good. Hallelujah. Yes, you are good, Father. There's nothing evil about you. Jesus, there's nothing bad about you or from you. You are good all the time. You are good. Nothing that's contaminated that's evil, that's bad, that's painful, that's hurtful, is from you. So we glorify you, we thank you, not for those evil things, but you've given us the victory over it. 
So I speak wholeness. I speak wellness. I speak peace. I speak joy. I speak rest. In your name, Jesus, we receive that. Some of us by faith. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Because it is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So we say one more time, God, God. You're, good. you're good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. There are among us who doubt that the situation we are facing in our lives is beyond redemption, is beyond solution. You've been singing of my love. Do you believe it? When I say, take my yoke upon you, I mean, take your yoke, my yoke upon you. I will share your burden. I, the Lord, am your strength. I am your salvation. I am your way. Let us do what the word says we should do. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for being obedient. Hallelujah. Amen. We can go ahead and give him a full shout of praise together. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Isn't he good? Yes, he is. All the time he's good. And we rest in his promises. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. I remember when I was coming up in church, you know, there used to be a mother in the church, and she used to always say, I love the Lord with all my heart. And she had been through a lot of ups and downs throughout her life. And even as a little boy, when I would hear her say that, I was like, man, how can she say that, you know? I knew her, her family, and, but she would always say, I love the Lord with all my heart. Our love for him and his love for us is not based on circumstances. He loves us and we do love him because his love, if we're born again, is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So we have the love of God. We have that in us. Amen. God is good. All the time, God is good. It's so awesome when you say God is good and somebody's going to say all the time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, hey, God is good even in our finances, even in our living and in, 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 in being provided as a provider. That's one of his names. He provides for us. And I love because uh, what I had on my heart just to share with you briefly is what Mr. Brian was talking about. And he's, he mentioned about yoking up. You know, we can depend on Jesus and yoke up with him via the Holy Spirit. He's in us also to give us wisdom 
about our daily affairs in life and making decisions, whether you, you own a business, you're working for someone, or even, you know, you may be retired and just in reference to kingdom business and in reference to prosperity and wisdom for increase for the kingdom, he will lead us and guide us because he's in us and he's with us. And we have the creator of heaven and earth abiding on the inside of us. And there's so much direction that he's willing to give. If we acknowledge him in all our ways, he will direct our paths. Because his word is true, amen? And so we can tap into the same uh, wisdom that Jesus had when he walked the earth. Because we've been given his wisdom from above. There's a difference between heavenly wisdom and earthly wisdom. Sometimes heavenly wisdom will have you to do things and say things that earthly wisdom don't agree with. But we choose to act on that. Amen. So as you prepare to give, you know, follow, give from the inside. Uh, oftentimes you, we, have, we do have to use the brain that God's given us. But we should tap into our heart, tap into our spirit, and just hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us concerning our giving. We know that the first fruits belong to him, but oftentimes he uh, taps, gives us the desire and puts within us to give over and above that, and it's for a reason. But just like 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says, as we purpose in our heart, not in your husband's heart, your wife's heart, of course, you come into agreement in those things, but as you purpose in your heart together, you give with joy. Yeah, you give with joy, smiling. Praise the Lord, because God is good. Amen. And he's your provider. No source is your provider besides him. He's the only source. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity once again to give and to support kingdom business that's taking place here at Lake Haven Church. We just give you praise and glory for wisdom to know what to do with increase. Wisdom to know what to do with increase and wisdom how to get increase because you're not against that. You're for it. What you are against is us being covetous. So thank you, Father, for wisdom to know what to do with provision and increase for all of us here and those that are watching online as we give in Jesus' name. Amen. So there's plenty of opportunities to give. You all know that. Um, if you need an envelope, it's in the chair back in front of you. And, and w or once again, we're not passing the bucket, so you can place your envelope in the box uh, on your way out. Or, of course, you can uh, give online or by mail, or we have the kiosk in the back. Amen. So thank God that he's good and he provides and he takes care of us. Amen. Because we are his children. We are part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So we got something excited. Well, we have several things that are excited that are happening today. But uh, we got some graduating seniors this morning and a part of Lake Haven Church, high school seniors. Amen. Let's give them a great. Woo. Amen. I was talking I was talking to one of our seniors and uh, he was saying that he graduated cum laude, summa cum laude. Yeah, Cody. And uh, we'll have Cody. Let's have Cody, Donovan, Antonio, and Megan come up front. And who else am I missing? Hannah. I think I've seen Hannah. You guys come up front. Amen. We're going to put you on the spotlight. Come up front, front and center right here. 
As a matter of fact, Cody, go bring me those bags right there, up here. And uh, so I was telling Cody last week, I didn't graduate summa cum laude or none of that. I graduated, thank you, laude. <laughs> Woo! And my mama said the same thing. Thank you, laude. He made it. Yeah, you put it right here. But we just want to recognize them. We are also uh, Mrs. Danielle. I drew a blank. Danielle and uh, Madison, they're unable to be here today. So there's two more of our seniors that are graduating. But we just want to recognize them and just be a blessing to them. We have something in these gift bags for them. One of the things that we have is a really nice leather journal. Uh, for each one of them so they can just write in that journal and and just you know just track You know what journals are for but we got them a really super nice journal for each one of them And the other thing that we got is from Dave Ramsey Praise the Lord. I wish I would have had something like this when I finished high school But I just wanted to share with you what what it is and it's in reference to really uh, educating them it's a it's a uh, semester type series of lessons over I think 16 weeks that they take online and part of it includes the following I need to make it larger so I can read it <laughs> yeah I heard you I heard you say where's my glasses <laughs> these are one of our youth right here so they give me a hard time hold this mic for me Donovan I give them a hard time back <laughs> I need readers <laughs> but listen hold that up to me son this is my son, by the way, so I can give him a hard time. <laughs> I left my glass in the office, but this is super important. This is what they're going to actually be able to take a course online that the church actually provided, not just a journal, but this course for them to take. And it's going to help them with their finances and just give them natural educate knowledge in reference to staying out of debt and making more money. But part, part of it includes saving, budgeting, uh, debt, of course, well, we want to keep them out of that. Introduction to personal finance. And the other part is uh, life after high school. Some of these kids struggle with that. You know, I talked to a lot of youth even before I became the uh, youth pastor here, and they're just not sure what to do. And, and sometimes it's okay, you know, but they need guidance. All right, not just from their parents, but uh, sometimes courses like this are, will help them to go because kids can waste money after school just doing different things. And we want to avoid that. Uh, consumer uh, awareness, bargain shopping. Dave Rams is good for giving points like that. Investing in retirement. Yeah, they're not too young to start doing that. Insurance, money in relationships, Careers in taxes, giving, global economics. So this right here is just something that they're going to be able to uh, take. Once they sign in, each one of them will be given a code, and they'll be able to take it at their own pace. And uh, we just wanted to give them some natural, uh, natural knowledge, education, that will help them to start out once, since they're finished with high, high school on the right track. Amen. Uh, when I finished high school, all I had was my sister. She showed me how to balance a checkbook, and the rest I was on my own just trying to figure things out. And, uh, and I, you know, I didn't make wise decisions with my finances, but they're going to have the opportunity to start out and, uh, on, on, you know, on a good foot, as they say. Amen. 
So we have, we have Hannah, we have Cody, Donovan, Antonio, and Megan, our graduating uh, seniors. Just give them a hand. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So I just wanted to give you guys this here. And actually, if you, I know Hannah, you, you homeschool? homeschool and uh, Hannah has an awesome testimony you guys have heard it but just thank God that she's standing here today to give glory to God amen, amen. so and Cody of course you graduated say it again how did you summa something like that oh, <laughs> amen and so we have Donovan our son here graduated Eustis High School to Varys High School Antonio Eustis High School and Megan High School uh, uh, Megan Eustis High School and I was there for the graduation and uh, so I was able to see these guys walk across the stage also so amen blessings to you guys amen let's do that amen Y'all stretch your hands towards these uh, graduating high school seniors as I pray for them. Hallelujah. This is dear to my heart right here. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise and glory. Most of us, the majority of us in this building right now, adults, we've been where these kids are standing and where they're at in their life right now. And we know that life can be confusing. But your word says, as we stated before, as we acknowledge you in all of our ways, you will direct our paths. So thank you that as they acknowledge you, you direct their paths. Thank you that you'll show them the way to walk in and you'll confirm that if they're not sure which way to go. Some of them are. I thank you for gracing them with the ability that you've given them. Thank you for protecting them. And I thank you that they will be world changers in their own way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank you that your hand is upon their life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You guys can come up. Okay. Hallelujah, man. Well, congratulations, guys. I tell you what, that's so, it's such an awesome thing, T, and what you're all doing over here. This, um, man, I wish I could have graduated high school knowing how to balance a checkbook. <laughs> I tell you what, Dave Ramsey says that in America, the average American has $5,000 of credit card debt. Average. And a lot of the credit card companies target high schoolers. They try and get them into debt before they graduate high school. And so Dave Ramsey's course is absolutely phenomenal. We, so we hope that you guys get, get stuck. And the, these things can set you up for your life. And there's just a real practical thing. Um, so glad that you're here. We're so glad to watch your lives and be part of your lives. Um, and man, just keep us posted. If you, I know that Hannah's going to be um, doing Bible school. I haven't heard everything else. So joining Karis here in Orlando. So we're excited to, to watch all of your lives though. So give him another hand. Thank you guys. Yes, sir. Thank you, Megan. God bless you guys. Awesome. How cool is that? Fantastic. Well, guys, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Wow. Do I sound a little bit different? I come from far, far away. Isn't it good to have <laughs> Karen back in the house? I didn't come alone, though. Um, 
if uh, if you're seeing people in uniform today, we're, we're joking. Won't the team just quickly stand up, just so everybody can see you? This is the team that got back. Thank you, guys. All the way in the back, there, a couple folks. So. We'll tell you a little bit more about our uniform in just a couple of minutes, though. So did you get your Shatinga from Zambia or Tanzania? So um, these uh, shirts were actually made for us, custom made for us by a tailor that was commissioned by the group of pastors who were hosting the crusade or the outreach in the city of Njombe in Tanzania. So um, the day, I think it was the day after we arrived there, um, we got called to the, the dining hall and they came in, they measured us and you know, took all sorts of measurements and they said, this is for a surprise. Of course, we figured it must be something to do with clothing when they measured us. And uh, a couple days later, I think it was two days later, they called us in for a, a ceremony and presented each one of us with a custom-made shirt um, that they had made within those two days. So, so and, and I think they, they liked the idea of celebration. You'll see we've got champagne flutes all over our nothing so either this was a very good seller or this was not a very good seller but either way this is the uniform for the mission team everyone um, everyone from our team there were a total of 22 people from around actually around the world but uh, we'll get into that in just a second so oh, that's awesome wow. yeah well it really is good to have him back we're going to hear back from from our team we're just so um, grateful that of all the stories that are happening um, but, you know, I wanted to mention, you know, as, as this worship, and thank you, worship team, thank you. Awesome. Thank you for, I tell you, um, my, my heart is really touched, but it's just, it's just when a worship team connects with God, it makes all the difference. You know, you can have, you can have perfect musicians who can play every note on cue, and it can be hollow. Have you ever experienced that? And then you can have guys that are just plug into Jesus and just worship God, and, and we can tell. So thank you guys for just for just for just doing that for us. We just so appreciate you leading us in um, to the worship um, into a worship time. But but um, I've been hearing testimonies. You know that last week uh, we had a we had an altar call during our worship as well, and and a number of you came up, and I've been uh, I've been hearing testimonies of how many of you have been healed. Even Brendan was telling me this morning, he's sitting behind the sound desk, but he was telling me about, well, you said you said you had a knee issue and you had a whole bunch of things that happened in you while you were being prayed for, right? And then even, even you, you said you had a dream the night before that, that Keith was going to be praying for you, and is that right? You, sure. Well, I mean, you can just share from there if you want to mind, then we can say that. Do we have a picture of Brennan we can put up on no. the screen? While <laughs> <laughs> the voice in the darkness. Jesus. Awesome. 
Amen. That's awesome. You know, you know, I'm trying to get a little, a few more testimonies because I hear about these sort of by the by, and and you know, testimonies are a really powerful thing. Um, our prayer ministers are well trained, and it's not because they 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 have a magical formula, but know that when. When there is a prayer time, there is often a time to respond to that, and we want to encourage you to do that. It doesn't matter how many times you've been prayed for before. In fact, I wonder if I can put her on the spot. Kelly, are you, I heard that you had a testimony. Are you prepared to share that testimony? You, yes. Are you prepared to share it or no? If it's okay, I, I hey? When you're ready, girl, when you're ready. Was, was it you I heard about? You had a testimony about coming for prayer too. You did? Would you like to share it with us or no? Is that, I don't want to put you in an awkward. Okay. You don't want to stand up? How about I just bring the mic there? You just, you don't have to. By the way, we don't always do this. You're not always yeah, on the spot. Freaky. <laughs> um, I, the, the weekend that Keith was praying for people, I had stood up and I had been leaving for healing in my knee. And, um, Holy Spirit told me to go forward, and I said, no, we've already got this. I don't need Keith. <laughs> I just need you. I've, I was believing for it, and he just kept impressing on me. I'm like, okay, if you say go, I'll go, but I don't need him. Anyway, I was standing up there. Keith was busy with everybody else, and I s had a vision, and I know it was him. I saw him kneel and grab my knee with his hands. Jesus. I saw Jesus kneel and take my knee in his hand. And then later on during the service, I felt heat all through my knee. So not touchable heat. It was like on, on the inside. So awesome. The pain's gone. Yeah. Praise God. Awesome. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's so awesome. It sounds like things that were happening while we were on the mission trip were happening here too. Exactly, you know, and that's the thing. One of the ones, we, we've been talking about testimonies because um, it's important to realize that they don't just happen in Africa. Yeah. How many times have you heard that? Oh, well, God does those special things out there in Africa or in somewhere else. But that's not true. You know, God is the same everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he doesn't hold back because there's something at the border. No, no. God's healing is available to you and I right here all the time. Amen. That's awesome. So, um, today we're doing a slightly different service. And as you know, we've got our table out here. But Corin and the team obviously just came back from Africa. Dr. Davis, don't believe he's in the house, but he had a team. They had a, they had a, a practical mission outreach where they were building in Alaska. And, and so he had a team in Alaska, and he came back as well. And, and I, I haven't heard all the details of that trip either, but there's a lot of... Um, outreach that's happening and so what we wanted to do with a, a service now we used to do mission Sundays fairly regularly um, but we wanted to give you a little bit of a report back of or, or hear from the team because I've heard dribs and drabs I got to pick them up on on Thursday night so uh, and hear some of the exciting things that that was happening well and I must say this you picked us up at the end of a 28 hour long journey home yes. and we were hungry and ready for bed so and, they you, was, and they were still excited. And we were still excited, but, but <laughs> you know if you've been, and, and uh, I say that was prefaced, we had to get to the airport 
too, which took about an hour or so on a bus ride. Um, we're going to show you some photos and you'll get to see some of the fun experiences that we had as a team. Um, when, when you're with people in close proximity for that amount of time, and then when you have the joy of wearing a mask on a flight, for more than 24 hours, you're ready to just pack it away when you get home, right? So, so I know even over the last few days as we've just been processing and telling little bits of stories, we're not going to be able to tell you everything that happened in two weeks, in 20 minutes. Um, so bear with us. We want to share it all, but there's so much that we're still processing. And this is the joy of coming back from a trip and having people say, okay, let me pause. Please do not ask how our vacation was. We did not go on a vacation. So just, I'm helping some of you sit up so that you don't get slept. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. We wouldn't really slap you, but we would look at you like, bless their heart, Jesus. <laughs> it was not a vacation, but it was amazing. It really was amazing. Um, I'm going to ask some of the team members to share just little bits here and there. Uh, and I do want to go through that slideshow. Is now a good time? I think so. Okay. Um, Chrissy, are you ready to start that slideshow for us? I'll do a quick um, preface. So this is the L3 is the ministry that took us to Zambia and Tanzania. So we called it the L3 mission trip. We flew on numerous planes. I think this was the smallest of the planes that we went on. So uh, we crammed in there, as you can see, with our masks. We took up uh, about half the plane with our team. Uh, this is flying into the the, uh, the airport. There you'll see this different um, landscapes. You'll see. So this is Nate and Paul. Uh, Nate and Paul. There they on the front again. Paul is the local L3 director, and Nate obviously leads international team. Uh, these are some of the roads, and these are legitimately the roads that we drove on. Uh, in the bus, we had to put all our luggage on top. That's Jordan unloading our baggage from the, the, the top. This is the nice hotel that we stayed in at the border between Zambia and Tanzania. And um, this is the dining hall, so I say it's nice. It, it relatively was really nice. This here is uh, the Home of Hope L3 base in the city of Nakonde, which is right on the border of Zambia and Tanzania. And I just want to quickly talk through. So that on the building on the left-hand side of the picture, that is the church building. That is where Pastor Paul, who you saw in a few pictures ago, where he leads his church. It's probably the same size as this building, I would say, um, but not nearly as nice. They don't have air conditioning. They don't have padded seats. You know, the thing, they don't have lights like we do and things like that. But you know what? People come every Sunday. They actually, they, they talked us through their program. They have something happening just about every day of the week. They've got people involved just like we do. So the body of Christ is active there. Um, the blue roofs that you see, there, there are um, roofs down to the bottom, which are the school. And then the roofs to the right, which are kind of hidden behind the tree there, is the actual orphanage. So they've got about 45 children in the orphanage there um, between ages zero and 18. By the time they're 18, they have to move out independently. So they've got 45 kids there. The school, which is below there, is a Christian school, and they're being very intentional about being a Christian school um, that is open to the public as well. And all of the Home of Hope orphanage kids go to the Christian school. Okay, let's keep going, Chrissy. Thank you.
So these are some of the kids from the orphanage. As you can tell, they love getting loved on. Um, some super sweet kids with amazing little toys that they've created. That's a cool dude with his milk bottle car. They loved our hair texture, as you can imagine. Rose has got gray curly hair. They loved that. And they loved selfies. A little marvelous. She's one of the little ones. This is the school, another view from the school. The school's called the Amen Life Christian School. Um, let's pause there again. So this, this is uh, a picture of the principal of the school. His name is Frank. And um, Frank is currently the principal of the school. What's special about this story is Frank grew up or finished high school while he was in Home of Hope Orphanage. So he went from being an orphan to being a student that L3 helped put through um, teaching school. And then he went and got his teaching degree, went and served the community public school for a couple of years, and he has now come back to come and give back to the place that invested in him. So he is the principal of the school. And you guys remember the raffle that we did for the, the um, American Eagle wall hanging? We ended up raising $1,200 from that raffle. So that $1,200, um, we asked Nate specifically, how can we, how, what is the best way, or how can we appropriate this? And he said one of the things um, that is not, it's in, in Zambia, schooling is not paid for by taxes or property taxes like it is here in, in the states so they need to purchase school uniforms and textbooks and pay school fees to be able to attend school and the orphanage doesn't have those kids obviously they don't have a way of earning income so the money that we gave to them is going to buy textbooks for two years worth of the or should I say for all the kids for the next two years so that was us being able to give them money they had photocopies of textbooks there because they were having to make photocopies because there just weren't enough textbooks and so now we're going to be able to help them for the next two years to cover all of those expenses okay let's keep going um, motorbikes can carry amazing things in Zambia. Uh, this motorbike is, was given to Pastor Andrew, who is uh, one of the local pastors around there to take the gospel to different places. And uh, this is some of the ministry at the school. We had various teams that were with us. And as you can imagine, um, we would have crowds and crowds of, of people. We try and catch everything on these wide fisheye lenses because uh, you just can't get everybody in one picture. So we would go to the schools during the mornings. Then we would come and have some lunch that people had cooked for us at the orphanage. Um, these are their kitchens. Legitimately, this is where we had our food cooked for us. And uh, it was good food for the most part. I think we, I think we all survived. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. We all survived. Um, in the afternoons, we would go out to the villages where people had assembled to wait for us, and they would do ministry in the villages and just pray for the sick and invite people to get to know Jesus. And we had lots of incredible responses. Um, so that was our daily routine in Zambia. We'd go to schools in the morning while the kids were in school. Uh, we'd do some. Uh, the, this was one of the dance teams that was with us from Kansas City. And on Sunday, we got to go and minister in various churches around that area. Um, this was one of the small churches that we were in. I think there's a picture of the inside of this church. 
Okay, so this is sugarcane being carried on their heads. If you've ever gone to Africa, they have this incredible ability to carry things on their heads without holding them. We moved to Tanzania. So this is the city of Njombe, a beautiful higher up altitude, so a little bit colder weather. Of course, it's winter in Africa right now. Um, and this was the crusade field. This was when we first arrived there. We were welcomed to town with a big festival and a parade. Um, I would estimate from, from my experience, I'd say we probably had about 1,500 to 2,000 people at the crusade every day, um, some days depending on weather more or less. Um, so this is just a, a, a view of what we'll see. And I wish we had some of the drone footage because on the drone footage you can see you know, from high, you can see the people's responses and whatnot. But we had young and old alike, everybody there to hear about Jesus, and they were incredibly engaging. Um, just, they would have musicians worshiping, and everybody would get in and have fun. This is the guy operating the, dra the drone, so he would fly over the, the, the crowds. Um, after the crusades, we, as team members, would get to go and pray with people, and this lady brought four pictures of people to pray for because she couldn't bring them with her. And, um, yeah, this is just some pretty cool pictures of some of the ministry time, me and my balloons. I love, I love doing balloons. But you'll see people responding. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm sure we'll share more and more stuff on Facebook if you're on Facebook. Another cool thing that they did, they did a pastor's conference. There were 57 churches that participated in uh, this conference, and it was really a leadership and impartation conference. You can see there even... Uh, these guys are some of the Maasai tribe. You can see they're dressed in their tribal clothes. This was ministering at uh, some of the local hospitals. This was praying for some of the staff there. We had some pretty cool experiences in the market. Uh, this particular guy that shows up here in this next picture, he called Rich down and said, Hey, do you remember me? I was at the hospital yesterday and you prayed for me. Now I'm here. <laughs> How cool is that? Again, we got to go to some of the schools, and um, we had kids, hundreds and hundreds of kids receiving Jesus, which is so exciting to watch. And then again, this, the following Sunday, we were there two different Sundays, got to go and minister in local churches there, and there you can see preacher Giselle preaching up a storm, obviously getting a, a good reception. Um, and this is the pastors from that church and our interpreter who worked with us uh, in, in uh, that town. And this is the ceremony where they give us our shirts. So the, the minister there in blue, he was actually, oh, there's the uniforms. Everybody's got our, our shirts on. He was, the guy in blue was the, the head of all of the churches for that whole city. And this is how we traveled. Yep. And those were our peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, we thought it was a joke at first when we opened the first one, and it wasn't. They were all like that. But we had to recognize that that wasn't something that they knew what peanut butter and jelly sandwiches were. So, so one of our team had said, you take a, a scoop of peanut butter, and you put it on one side, then you put the jelly on the other, and you put it together. And that's what they did. So, again, we survived. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, go ahead, Chrissy. Um, the last, the day before we came home, we got to do some very special baptisms. This is Amelia, and this is uh, Jordan, two of our teammates who got baptized in the Indian Ocean. And the guy in the center there is a man who decided to give his life to Jesus while we were hanging out on our free day, uh, just ministering on the island over there. So missions doesn't stop. 
He was from Egypt, and the man to his right was one of the team members from, from, uh, from our team who happened to be from Egypt as well, from the same town that he was from. And when he got to share why he was in Africa and what he was doing there, this man in the middle said, I think I want some of that. So even our free days were ministry days. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, this is the fun boat ride. I didn't give you any of the video of the boat ride. That was good for our prayer language. Some of the some of the big trees, some of the big trees, uh, and this was um, this is special. This is flying via Amsterdam. We flew from Tanzania to Amsterdam, and uh, when we stopped in Amsterdam, we stopped at the Starbucks because it was the first Starbucks we had seen after two weeks and decided to get something to drink and uh, sat down and started chatting with this young lady and she wanted to know why we were why we were coming from Africa and we got to share with her what we had done what we had experienced and Dave said to her do you know do you know Jesus and she basically said well I want to so we got to pray with this girl in the airport in Amsterdam for her to receive Jesus for the first for the first time for her life. And uh, you know what I loved about this was it didn't just stay in Africa. We took a little bit to Europe. Um, I'm going to let Jordan share what he shared with me this morning. I'm going to invite the team up quickly. If you would, come on up, team. Thanks, Chrissy. <clears throat> Jordan, Giselle, Dave, Rose, come on up. Okay, so I asked the team uh, to share briefly, but they know what that means. So we got used to having interpreters with us, so we would speak in English, and then while they translated, we had time to think. So, so we're going, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna have Giselle first. No, come on, Giselle, you first. You're do, you do great. Come on up here. Come on up here, Giselle. Share, share a little bit about what God has done in you on this trip. Good morning. Um, he's done a lot in me. I'll never be the same. Uh, just two personal uh, situations that happened with me was um, I got my marching orders from 60 years on until I go be with Jesus. And the second is I got a supernatural healing from my back. I fell last year at a Cracker Barrel restaurant, and my back had never been the same. And um, I got my dance <laughs> back on. <laughs> but it was amazing. The people were so gracious and so humble and uh, just incredible. Uh, I'll never be the same, Pastor. Thank you for coming. Okay, Jordan, tell us. Okay, so what, something that I've realized... Okay. So the Lord has just shown me that He's constantly wanting to work with us as much as we're willing. So even just the trip coming back into Amsterdam, as they were talking about, they were praying for this girl. I wasn't there right away, and I was walking through the airport, and the Lord had told me to turn around and go look at like the signs with all the planes coming in. So I turn around and I start walking back, and as I get up to the signs, this lady just falls down and just passes out. So right away, it was like, okay, well, I'm here for a purpose. So I picked her up, and I sat her down and sat her over. So then she started getting her breath back. I was praying for her to just have some healing. She started getting her breath back. I, 
I had asked her what <laughs> what was wrong, and she said that she didn't have no feeling inside her feet since she was on the plane. So I asked her if I could pray for her, and right away, just the Lord was working and healed her, and she got up and was just like nothing ever happened. Like she was just gone. So he had just showed me that it wasn't stopping there, that he's still going to be using me. So then the same thing, I get back here, and... I get stopped in my town and I end up going to my friend's house. And then for the past two days, I've been ministering to him, which on the trip, they're like, well, are you gonna bring back the word and the good news to your friends? Like, how are you gonna minister to your friends? And right away, I got the past two days to minister to my friends. And one of them gave his life to Christ. And he was like, thank you for giving God, like, thank you for bringing God inside my home. So then he's just constantly using. And my next step is I'm actually going to Kansas City on July 9th to start a DTS inside Kansas City to, for it's a discipleship training course. And so I'll be in Kansas City for three months doing a lecture phase and then going back to Africa, Europe, or Asia for three months living there, ministering the good word. Very cool. Front and Santa in the light. Okay, for me, one of the things that was really amazing for me is just knowing um, that Jesus Christ gave me the healing power to actually reach out and touch these people. And through Jesus, these hands here were able to heal people. I, this one lady that I was ministering to, I actually felt her knee bounced right back into place and when when that happened she just started bouncing up and down and then she started jumping up and down and then she went up on stage and gave her testimony okay cool thank you Dave of course they saved the best for last all I can say is while I was over there I found out that if I get out of my way God will use me mightily he a woman came to my interpreter and I, she had a demon, and the first thing I said to my interpreter was, oh, I can't do that. I'm not experienced in that and everything. Well, we were told anybody that was demon-possessed, you take them to the back because we don't want spectacles for everybody. We took this woman to the back. We're praying with her, and in my head I'm going, okay, I can pray healing over this and this, but I can't do anything with this demon. And suddenly God came on me. It wasn't me. We were praying for that demon. Two elders stepped over, and between the three of us, this woman was released. And it wasn't me. It was all God. And then there was a time at the church where I literally felt God working my hands, this little girl's ankle. You could feel the bones moving in this child's ankle. She didn't receive a total healing. She received a partial healing. I said, tell the mother that this is a partial healing. She continues to pray this child will receive a full healing. The mother wasn't there. They went and got the mother. The mother, they told her what we said and everything. Well, this mother wanted to know more about Jesus and was saved on the spot. So God will use us if we get out of the way. Can I tell something else on your behalf, Rose? So, so we were going to be, there were going to be four of us in the team on Sunday morning that were going to go to, to a church. We happen to be the biggest of the teams. And uh, the pastor comes to me ahead of time and he says, well, actually, we've got an extra church. Can we split your group into two? And I said, yes, we can. Then I came to Dave and Rose, and I said, Dave and Rose, there's an 11th church. Do you guys want to go and do it? And Rose says, well, it'll take about 20 minutes between us to share everything we got. I'm like, no, you'll be fine. God will give you something. 
So they did the same to us as they did to, to Dave and Rose. They had us introduce ourselves, but didn't tell us what we were doing. So Dave and Rose each shared their testimony at the introduction. And then they said, okay, well now our guests are going to preach for us. <laughs> so Rose got up and preached. There was another person with us. There was three on our team because Lisa went with us. But Dave and Lisa and I looked at each other like, okay, who's going up? And I was sitting on the seat here, and God said, you're going up, girl. And so I walked up there, and I thanked Pastor Shannon and Pastor Karen for the teachings that they've given us since they've been here. And I proceeded to give Pastor Shannon's message on God is not in control. And <laughs> these people received it very, very well. And then, if y'all heard me sing... Let me tell you, it's nothing. But I sang to them. I apologized first. I sang to them. I told them what they needed to say was, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And then I did a couple verses of that until they were all singing with me. I don't even know if they knew what they were singing. <laughs> so something else that just came to my mind, probably a lot of you are like, well, what was the Lord doing there? Everything that you see inside the Bible, opening up blind eyes, deaf ears being opened, the lame getting up and walking, the cripples getting up and walking, everybody being healed. There were tumors that were being dissolved on the spot. So the first experience I had seen, I was praying for a man, and he had haze over his eyes. He hasn't seen in 35 years. Start commanding healing over his body, and the Lord just, miracles happened instantly. Healing happened over time. This man needed a miracle to be able to see and the Lord did that for him. And right away, he was able to see and see how many fingers I was holding up. And his daughter was amazed. He was amazed. He got up and went up and told his testimony, which just encouraged other people just to keep coming back for the healing and the prayer and just to have faith. There was another time when I was praying for a man that his whole right side was paralyzed, couldn't speak, couldn't make any facial expressions, couldn't move his hand, couldn't move his leg. And I'm receiving a word from God and the Lord was just like he needs to say thank you Jesus and inside their language it was Asante Yesu so over time I was just like thank you you have to say thank you Jesus and my translator was telling him this and he's like I can't speak but he like over time I was just like thank you Jesus thank you Jesus and he's like Asante 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 Yesu and then eventually he started saying it and you could see his facial expression getting so happy but then the Lord showed me that he was just thinking that it was through me that he was getting healed. And he needed to understand that it was from Jesus that was healing him. So the next day I'm looking for him, wanting to pray for him, because I knew he still needed healing. Well, we get to dinner that night and Karen's telling a story about this man that she was praying for that was paralyzed on the right side of his body, hasn't moved in the past year. Well, she received the same word from God confirming that what he was doing and showing me was the right thing for him. And she said, all he needed to say was, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and and the, lady, the lady that had been with him as his helper, basically she said, this is the first words that he has spoken since he's had his stroke. They're not done. They're not done. Oh. <laughs> well, this will be my last one, then I'm going to go sit down. But... Um, one of the things that God did was to prepare us in advance before we went, unbeknownst to us, because while we were there, my husband came down with a parasite. For two days, he was laid up in uh, our hotel room with a 104-degree fever, and the poop monster visited him greatly. <laughs> but one of the men there, his wife was a nurse. She was back here in the States. He called her, and she told us that Dave needed to have this antibiotic that you can get by prescription, et cetera, et cetera. So, 
we're like, okay, where are we going to get this stuff? It just so happens one of the women on the team, before she came on the trip, had been talking with her doctor, and her doctor says, why don't you take this with you? So we had the medicine there that we needed for Dave, not even knowing we were going to need this. That's awesome. Okay. Hey, I don't want to stop it. If is if... You know, the, the Act 1 says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we will have power to be his witnesses. So when we're witnessing or testifying to what we've seen, there are times when you need to not be quiet about what you've seen. Because what you've seen is God in action. And when somebody hears about what God does, it increases their faith to receive what he can do for them. So don't not testify. Jordan's got more. Listen, this man is a preacher. So you heard him say he's going to go and do the discipleship training school um, in Kansas City. Uh, he got to meet some of the folks that are from that base, from the, the Kansas City base. And he's just going to fit hand in glove there. You know what? I, I really want to pray over you before you go. Amen. Can we do that? Amen. Why don't we do that right now? Come on up. Father, I thank you that you have put your hand on this young man. And I thank you, Father, that you have called him just like you've called all of us to be a witness, but, Father, that you have put a passion inside of him that is uncommon. And, Father, I thank you that you are leading him by your Holy Spirit each step of the way. I thank you for supernatural provision. I thank you for supernatural wisdom. I thank you for favor in every regard. I thank you, Father, for his relationships being sustained while he is not physically present because he is committed to do your work. Father, I thank you for the doors that you're going to open for him over the next few months as he pursues this calling and understanding the depth and the richness of the relationship and walking in step with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Okay, you better take it. Oh, no, that's good, man. That's awesome, sweetheart. That's fantastic, man. You know, you know, the thing about missions and hearing reports like that is it's so, it's so easy for us to, to translate and kind of make this, this invisible barrier and say this stuff only happens out there. There is an element of being willing to go, being willing to go and to being an, an element of being willing to say, yes, Lord, here I am, send me, use me. And, and God is looking, you know that I mentioned this last week, God needs you and I. I need to say that very loudly and carefully. God cannot do what he needs to do on earth without human vessels. We partnership with God. We are in partnership with God. God cannot, I'm saying it again, cannot get the work done without us. And you and I get to partner with him. And, and, and that's what outreach and missions is all about because that is what you and I are called to. We are called to. Jesus said, go into all the world, right? And you will be my witnesses. You know that, that one scripture, specifically Matthew 29, 28:19, says, uh, into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. There's different geographies there. There's your town. There's your county. They didn't call Judea the county, but you know what I mean? There's, there's degrees of proximity that it talks about there. Not everybody is going to go into all the world. 
But every single one of you is going to leave this building today and step into the mission field. That's right. Where when you step out of this building, you have got a commission in an environment that Shannon and I may never actually step absolutely. into. Uh, absolutely. You know, we, we, we have those, that's that little banner right about, you're now entering the mission field as you go out, if you've not noticed it. <laughs> but as you walk out, it says you're now entering the mission field. You walk out these doors, that is the mission field. And some of your mission fields are amongst these. You know, we have ministered, we have had people minister, give a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge to somebody who's just walked into the church. And that person has had either a healing or had a life-changing experience because there was boldness within these four walls. But it, it certainly doesn't stop here. Sorry. Oh, Corin says I'm shaking. There we go. But, but it doesn't stop here. You know, we need to be we need to understand that going be beyond is what we are called to. Jesus called for this purpose, discipleship, and what we've been talking about, even on the series that I'm doing, the reason that we're disciples and the reason we're students is to equip us to do the work of the ministry. Ephesians 4 says that we do the work of the ministry. You are called to as a as a minister of the gospel. Now I know when you as soon as you say the word minister, people think reverend and titles and and, and etc. And, and they shut down. They say, well, I'm not a minister. I'm not called to be a pastor or a right. prophet or an apostle or a teacher. Well, if you look at that scripture in Ephesians 4 specifically, uh, those are just jobs, functions, titles, offices that are to equip. The Bible talks about the saints. Right. All of you can raise your hands on that. Mm. You are the ones that are equipped for the work of the ministry. Right. Now, you can, you can choose to say, no, not me. If you do, God still loves you. You're still going to heaven if you believe in Jesus. But you're going to feel unfulfilled Amen. while you just lay there like a spade. Like a what? Like a spade, like a shovel. Okay, okay, Check. just checking. I'm not calling you tools. <laughs> but if you're just, if you're... If you're equipped to do something, but you're not doing it, right. you can be a shiny shovel. Right, it's so true. But a shiny shovel isn't yeah. a useful shovel. Right. You're right? called for a race. You, know, you are called to run a race, and we're encouraged to run a race. We are encouraged to be a, to be a good tool. A noble of noble use in the Lord's hands, and, and that's what we build around. Obviously, that's that's all a bunch of message, another message. But what Lake Haven, we're you know, even when you give on these nice new envelopes that Corin had designed last year, you know, we're talking about our Grow for Green projects, and and certainly we've got an old building and we're trying to fix up here. But a lot of when you give to missions, it goes into a separate missions fund. And, and we, we intentionally want to support people. We do support four missionaries and, and you've met all of them. Um, mind you, you haven't seen Christopher Lum, but um, well, for not for a long time. But, but I'll tell you a little bit about the missionaries that we do support. But you, I want you, you to know that missions, missions giving is exclusive for outreach. So it doesn't just mean it goes overseas, but it's, some of it goes, we do break it down. Some of it goes here, and some of it, uh, it goes to, um, to our missionaries. Mm -hmm. but, but know that as God leads you in your giving, 
you know, and we don't teach on giving a lot. Every now and again, I, I have taught a bit of a series on, on giving, but, and I, don't want to, I certainly want to do that here. But, but when you do give to missions, you get behind people like Nate, Nate and Root, who you see who ran this thing on, of L3. Can I share yes, another testimony? I didn't have a photo of this to be able to share it, but um, we had a, a, a gentleman uh, recently give some money specifically for Nate, for his ministry. And uh, I took that money in cash with me on this trip so that I could give it to Nate at the right, at the right t time, right? So that it was at, at that appropriate time when he would possibly need it. And um, I felt late to give it to him on Sunday night. And that was, you want to tell Th the amount? That was $1,000. $1,000 that had been given to specifically for Nate's ministry. So, um, and that was separate from the Home of Hope offering that we had, had taken with us. And uh, so I gave it to Nate, and I said, Nate, I don't know what, how this needs to be used. This is specifically for you, so I pray that it's a blessing to your ministry and however you want to appropriate it here. You know what the needs are. And uh, that was um, Sunday night. On Monday morning, we're driving towards the airport, and uh, we stop at this little rest area, and he, they had driven in a separate vehicle from us in the bus. We had driven in the bus crammed with all our luggage, and they had been able to drive in the pastor's van from Pastor Paul's van towards the airport. So we get to this rest area, and Nate calls me over and said, so I was driving here with Pastor Paul this, this morning, and Pastor Paul said that as a ministry, we have an opportunity to buy 75 acres of land, farmland that's got a water, it's got a river running through it. Um, they're asking $700 for this land. And do is it possible for us to raise that money so we can buy that land? Paul says to Nate, and Nate says, buy it. So at the right time, that money was right on hand. Paul went back that same day, crossed the border back into Zambia, and was able to get that land. That land will be able to support farming both uh, livestock and gardens to feed the orphanage because they have their own land. They're planning to build some kind of a fishery because they've got water on this land, which is extremely rare. So $700 can make a huge impact in emission base like that so praise god for timing right amen you know and nate nate uh, you you might remember i went with nate to myanmar and i know that kevin stark was there as well and kevin um uh, was uh, he was also there and um but but the kev um nate works in myanmar right now travel restrictions they are doing a lot of stuff now if you follow the news at all political news if you think it's tough here you should have seen what's been happening in myanmar yeah. They have had a police lockdown, a police, they have had a police state come in. There's been civilians shot in the streets. Um, and there's, there's been a severe thing since we were there. But we still have a relationship with those people. But what I'm saying is that Nate and Kevin, these same guys that are working at, around Home of Hope, etc., here in, um, in Zambia, they're working in Brazil, they're working in Myanmar, and other, in other countries. Nate will tell you he's actually been thrown out of India. Nate can't get back into India because he preached the gospel. He's actually been banned from the country, and that's a whole long story. But, but what I'm saying is that when we get behind people that 
aren't just into building. Now, I want to say that very carefully and cautiously because I believe in building programs. I believe that we should go. But by and large, I, I, was, I was surprised to find out that more than 90%, by far, most American thoughts and most American churches, when they think of a mission trip, they don't think about preaching the gospel. They think about going somewhere and building a building. Not about taking a redemptive value or being equipped with taking the gospel, the good news to them, being empowered to pray for the sick, which Nate does. If you don't know how to minister the gospel, he'll teach you. He'll show you, and Nate has been here, because that is what we're equipping people to do, to do the work of the ministry. That is what church is about. That is what, you know that church generally is a place where we are supposed to mature. In a sense, it's, it's a fantastic, it's not just a nursery, but it's a nursery, grade school, high school, college, everything all in one, right? Sometimes hospital. Sometimes hospital, absolutely. But, but, but thank God that, there's, that the, there's good ministers that we can get support behind. And I would like to see, this is my dream. I'm just sharing my dream. We, we currently support four missionaries, and we don't support them with a lot of money each month. I would like to have a goal to increase that, to get that to a substantial amount. As our church grows financially, I want to get behind these ministers that are getting out there and feeding them with people like you. How many of you want to go on a trip like this? You want to go? Yeah, you want to go? You want to go, you want to go and see and experience? I tell you what, even if you just go once, in a trip like this, it's life-changing. Just like you're hearing from Jordan, these experiences are life-changing. And I know a number of you have come on a trip with us over the years, but I want to encourage you, even if you're not called as a missionary or an evangelist, go on a trip. Make a goal to go on one of these trips sometime in your life because of what it can and will do inside you. It's just phenomenal, you know. You know, we talk about getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. It's um, when you go on a trip like this, especially when you go to another culture in a faraway place, which, by the way, a mission trip doesn't have to be far away. No. But when you do go and you're free from the normal things that you have to think about and you're stretched outside of your comfort zone, don't come back and retreat back into your comfort zone. Just own that as your new comfort zone, right. right? So we've done, every one of us on this trip did something that even me, who has been in Africa before and on many mission trips, I did things that I hadn't done before. Yeah, and it was a good stretch. In fact, uh, Nate always talks about if you're bendy and stretchy, then you, can, you'll, you'll, you won't get broken on a mission trip. You've got to be flexible and you've got to be prepared to hurry up and wait because time there is very relative, right. right? So let's make our experiences not something that we can um, highlight all the negatives and only highlight all the positives. We had great experiences, and we had some pretty, like, funny, sucky experiences. Like, we joked about it, the poop monster. It can be a very real deal. But you know what? The compassion that it breeds when somebody says, uh, we need to stop the bus. Everybody says, stop the bus. <laughs> yeah. When we have to wait because somebody's not feeling well, or when we say, let's just pray for them right now. We're not, we're not going right. to settle for them feeling bad like this, right. or whatever it is. The dynamic that being in a different place, seeing things through different eyes, right, and being powerful. prepared to be used by him, it makes you better. 
Because your bites can get all the way to the middle, you don't need to get all the way to the edge. <laughs> right, ladies? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, we're not defending positions on peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, we got it. We're going to have the first church of the full peanut butter and jelly. No, no. no that's what, what, can I mention this on that front? When we were at Njombe, we had these 57 churches that were working together, cross-denomination lines, um, 57 pastors. The humility that I saw there, there was never a one-upmanship. There was never a, let me get in front of you, this is my seat of honor. There was none of that. It was beautiful. I have never seen that many churches, and I've done a, a fair number of pastors' conferences and crusades trying to work with people. That town is going to be changed because of the love that those pastors displayed one for another. That, that unity is making a difference in that city. Yeah. That city is going to be a light on a hill. Amen. And that church is going to grow and grow and grow. And I say that church meaning that body in that city is going to grow and grow. Right, so I, I do want to um, say two, two things. One is that my life was changed when I heard the good news. I don't mean first being born again, the first time I got born again, when I got born again, I got born again from complete fear. I was just terrified of going to hell. You didn't want to be left behind. I didn't want to get left behind, that's for sure. I saw enough of those scary movies. I, I, was, uh, I, I, was, I was terrified. But I tell you what, when I heard the good news, you know, even when I went to Bible school, even when I went to Bible school, they spoke about outreach, and it was one of those things, oh, I felt like this burden on my shoulders. Oh, outreach, we've got to go and help in an outreach. You've got to go and do street ministry. Oh, my gosh. And it was this burden. I, I'm just being honest. I was like, okay, well, I better do it because Jesus asks me to. Kind of like drag your feet because Jesus asks me, I guess. He's done all this for me. I have to do something for him. That was my internal response. But... When I was transformed with the good news, when I found out how much God really loved me, when I heard that I was righteously, I was righteous in Jesus, included in him, that my sins were forgiven, that he had paid the price. All of these things were free gifts. My, listen, I'd been to Bible school, folks. I, I had never, I had never cottoned on. I'd never heard that piece where, that had 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 my life radically changed by good news. And, and I, want, I want to let you know that it makes such a difference when you lay hold of the gospel, when you lay hold of faith righteousness. And that's what we do in, even in our D group. We speak, we speak about it, D group, from the very beginning about faith righteousness because, and, and the love of God. When, when the love of God changes you, and I mean, you, you know our overarching goal is here that we want people everywhere to intimately know God and to experience 
experience, not know about, hear about, once upon a time I heard about, experience his unconditional love. Because when you are touched and changed by that experience, there's something that lights a fire in you to want to share it with other people. And, you know, sometimes we just get, we get, we get, um, we get, what's the word I'm looking for? You get mesmerized. You almost get rocked into a place, like watching a fire. You know how you watch a fireplace, you sort of get mesmerized. But you don't really, we can get mesmerized into church going because it's comfortable. Rockabye church goer on the treetop. You know, you, can, you kind of get, you feel so cozy here. It's just so nice. <laughs> Come on in. You know what I mean? It feels like, no, but, but you know, when, when you go out, when you take a step out of this and you say, Lord Jesus, what is this really all about? You and I are called into a purpose. And that purpose is way bigger than your life and your retirement and your American dream. Yeah. It is way bigger. You are called to be a part of the kingdom of God. You are called, and Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that when you plant it, it can become the biggest tree and give shade to the birds of the air. It's a, you, if you let kingdom in, it, it, can give, it can fill your life with purpose. I'm not talking about being born again. I'm not talking about being a believer. I'm talking about seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'm talking about becoming a believer that lays hold of kingdom purpose, that it fires you up, that no matter what job you call, I'm not saying leave your jobs and go on the mission field. I'm saying whatever your God has graced you with, it becomes a part of the kingdom. If you're a hairdresser or a nail painter or whatever you are, you become that for the kingdom. You become that because you know that we're living for a grander purpose. Not for dead works like I used to feel. Not for trying to please God like I thought I had to. No, that's, that, Jesus said that we are called, in, in Ephesians 2 it talks that we are called unto good works. And good works versus dead works, and I'm not going to go into a big thing about that, but dead works is what you feel you have to do to get God to respond to you. If you feel you have to do anything to get God to respond to you, it's dead work. And it will kill you. But good works is when you know what God has done, past tense, for you. And you are, you are so full that you get to respond out of that good work. And that is what we're called. We're called to be livers. That's what Jesus meant when he said we are salt and we are light. And, 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 and Lake Haven here, we want, we want to give you tastes of this. We want to give you opportunities of this in our life groups and so on. So we do have outreach opportunities. We, we do have, um, you know, a little shoebox thing that we want. We've got a big goal this year. You know, we did like 200 or so last we year, right? We did 200 last year, and this year we'd like to do... 1,000. We want to do. And, and so we want to have those packed by, I think it's November, or when is it? It's so where is Mary? Mary's in the back there. Mary is our uh, driver. She is the one who is making this happen. So she and I, I just got in on Thursday, so I'm still playing catch up. Mary and I are going to chat, and she's got a big vision right. for, for the shoeboxes for this year. So if you want to do something, yeah. I mean, that's going to be one of the things. Yeah, that's one of, it's one of the avenues to do. But, but you know what, God, as I said, God, if, if you, you may be a supporter and you know, I want to reassure you, as, as we'll, we'll highlight some of our missionaries, you know, like Tim and Carolyn have actually landed in Beirut, Lebanon. They are on the ground in Lebanon right now. They moved there. They moved to Lebanon. In other words, they have said yes and have the grace to say yes 
because they know the gospel. And you know, and you know, it's so expensive to live there right now. They ca we can't transfer money to Lebanon. Lebanon is like because since that explosion, it's in total depletion. So they the actually have to have couriers yeah. that actually take money to different countries. Long story, and Carolyn, one day we'll get the, all the details. But but I want they they are trusting God and and are, are close to it of like for like about eight thousand dollars per month to get by. Now, I mean, I know that's shocking to people and think, well, why? But Carolyn's, if you know Carolyn, she's a trainer of people. They are training regional people, Arabic, native Arabic speakers, training them to train others, training them to speak others. They have kingdom vision, and they're willing to put their lives on the line for it. Nate, you've just seen Nate's work over here, what L3 is up to. Seth and Sandra Dunn, many of you know what In Motion has been doing. The Wisdoms were our Costa Ricans, and of course, you know, Clint passed away in January. And, and so I want to have a trip to Costa Rica soon just to be a support to Renee. Just to be a support to Renee. Renee has got stuff. She is now a recent widow. They have they have kids. You know what I mean? Those just because we lost a missionary doesn't mean that we're just going to drop her and say, "Hey, listen, we're dumping you. Sorry, you know, we want it. We want it." So so there's there's a lot. Life happens, people, right? And and we're the body of Christ. We're, 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 so as you, as you get behind this, I want you to challenge you to trust God. Where is he leading you to get involved? If it's financial, praise God. Thank you for giving financially in our missions given. If it's, if it's, if it's you know, uh, even in the Gospels, you see, in the, you see there Paul raising money for certain pieces, you know, people but, or, or ministries or cities or believers and so on. But if it's prayer ministry, you know, taking you, you, Seth and Sandra or Renee Wisdom or, you know, or, or, and her family and what they're, up, what they're doing. If you're making a prayer thing about what they're doing and, and Nate and Ruth, all, all, there's so many ways that we can be plugged in. Um, also, just a little recap. When, do you remember when Dane was here last year? What, when was Dane here? I'm not even trying to think. It was, yeah, I can't even remember the it day he was here. It wasn't last year. It was, even, it was, was it this year? I think it was February. February, right? And we took up and we felt challenged to raise $10,000 for the book translation, right? Mm -hmm. he, the book translation. Well, he sent me a clip by WhatsApp about a couple weeks ago. The book has now been translated into Farsi, which they speak in Pakistan. And so, so the book is being done, and he's going to be sending us some English copies. So what we, he says, this is what Lakehaven, we chose, we stepped out and said, we'll raise $10,000 for this book. And we raised $10,000. You raised $10,000 just like that. In less, in less than two weeks. Right. So that translation has happened. And thanks to you and your generosity, that book is going, now that, that those SD cards, they're going to put that, that audio translation of Farsi on SD cards, and it's going to go all over the Middle East. You know, so thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for being kingdom-focused, kingdom-vision, kingdom-minded. Amen. So... Um, just pray with us about this as we, we just wanted to give you a glimpse um, about what's happening. We do have lots of little projects. Now, what we want to talk about, if you're staying for lunch, we have lunch arranged for, for any of you who want to stay. There'll be pizza, and those who do you don't eat pizza, there will be veggies and stuff. Um, what we're going to do, as we close the, off, soon after we close the service, we're going we're gonna to do a short, it shouldn't be very long, how long do you think, 35, 40, 
35, 40 minutes, 30. I don't, I don't know, know how long a piece of string is. No, but we'll, we'll keep it short. But, but what we want to do is our outreach interest lunch. If you have an interest in an outreach or being involved in outreach, we want to, to, to give you a bit of a framework how you can how you can plug into something like that. In other words, if you've got an idea for something that you've always thought, hey, the church should do da 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 da, let us share with you how you can make that happen. Yeah. Amen. And help so, so it really is about if there's something that's on your heart that God has given you a vision for or an idea for, and you say, well, I can't do this by myself. Maybe you can't, so let's get together with the team, yeah. because it almost always takes a team. Uh, save praying for somebody in Walmart. You can pray for somebody in Walmart by yourself. But it almost always takes a team to pull off an event. Um, those of you who are involved here, we value what you contribute, because every person has something that makes a difference. Uh, sometimes it's just somebody standing at the door saying, come this way, this right. way. No, not that way, this way. Even that little bit makes a difference. So if you're interested in helping in any of the outreaches that we've got coming up or contributing ideas for outreaches, we would love for you to, have, uh, to join us for this lunch today. Yes. Um, we'll tell you a little bit more about these cards that Corin has had printed. Um, they're awesome. They, um, they, they're cards that say, we just want to show you God's love in a practical way. And, and this card is not just, it's not, a, it's not a tract. It's not just to hand out. It's not a business card. It's not a business card just to leave and to pop on a fuel gas. It's when you, just, when you feel moved in your heart to do something practical to help somebody, to pay for their groceries, to fill their car with gas, whatever it is, when you do something and you're motivated, that is outreach. That is you. I said, I said this yesterday in the men's, mind you, we had a great men's breakfast yesterday, man. We had over 40 guys in the, in the thing. But I said this, St. Francis of Assisi said this. He said, preach the gospel at all times. And when necessary, use words. That's deep and it's powerful. Because we have to live, we live, we get to live the gospel, amen? So, um, but these cards are going to be around, and we're going to talk a little bit more about them at the outreach. We'll, we'll hand those ones out at the lunch. Um, if you would like some of these cards and you're not able to stay for the lunch, we'll have them available at the info booth from next week onwards, specifically with instructions. These are, like Shannon said, don't just hand these out to somebody without doing or giving something that actually is a demonstration of God's love. Um, you've got beautiful smiles, but yeah. we want to connect with people's needs. Amen. Uh, just so we've got a door to open up to, to preach the gospel to them. Amen. Well, sweetheart, would you like to close and Absolutely. make an invitation? Absolutely. Close your eyes with me. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you that no matter where we find ourselves on the spectrum, whether we feel like we've just walked through the door and, and we're on our knees still, Father, and we've got our heads down and we're not quite sure if, if you could use us or if you would use us or if you'd even accept us being in your presence. Father, today, by hearing what Jesus did and what Jesus purchased for us, that his salvation becomes ours. Our filthy rags, our self-effort, everything that we've tried to do on our own to earn righteousness, Father, that we can let go of that and receive the gift of salvation from you. 
I thank you, Father, that when you saved us, you also made us whole. You gave us healing. You gave us liberty. You gave us freedom. You gave us peace and joy, un uncontainable and unexplainable. Father, I thank you that this journey that we're on as we walk with you, that, Father, that as you change us from the inside out, as your grace enables us to mature and to step up and to step out, that, Father, that you have called us for something bigger than ourselves, that you have created us to fit into a, a body that can truly turn the world upside down. Yes. And, Father, today we want to surrender ourselves again to you because we know that our way, leads to dead ends, but your way is never-ending life. I thank you, Father, for your wisdom flowing in us, your peace flowing through us, your love and your joy overflowing out of us. Father, today we make a renewed commitment to let go of the old and to step into the new, the newness of life that you have called us to in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we submit to you in us, and we give you free reign, that you will fill our mouths with words, that we will be able to be light and salt in a world where it's dark and dreary, where we'll be able to bring your life and hope to people everywhere. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just included you all on that. You didn't need to raise your hands or nothing. <laughs> amen. If you would like prayer for yes. anything, though, before you go, please don't hesitate to step forward and come and pray with one of our trained prayer ministers up front here. Right. They will agree with you for anything. That's right. If you need healing, freedom, joy, peace, we would love to agree with you for that. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Have a great day. Congrats again to our, um, to our, our graduates. Well done, guys. We, we love you. We're behind you. We look forward to hearing more from you. Um, yeah, stay, stay behind you. We're, gonna, we're just going to have a few minutes before we have lunch, but if you are going to stay for the, we will provide, you don't have to dash out free lunch. Yes, there is such a thing. <laughs> we love you guys. Love you guys. Please. If, uh, if you are planning to stay, we would love your help with helping up set up some tables and chairs. We're going to move the very back sections of chairs apart, so you can help with that if you hang out. I apologize. Change of plans. We're eating in the cafe. I'm finding my